where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. You're John. And you're James. <laughs> so what episode are we looking at today, James? We're looking at Father Knows Last. Which is number... 15. This episode aired on 20th of January, 1983. What a year. This is a good episode. It's a bit of a curveball. Wasn't expecting this coming off the back of the last episode. No, Marshall Lipton returns. Yeah, Marshall's back. That's a good surprise. How long will we avoid uh, the big, big topic of the episode? Well, probably not much longer. Because it's he's very central to it, isn't he? I know. And uh, in this episode, Carla has uh, got a bit of a secret. It's that she's pregnant, which she revealed to the bar, and none of them were too surprised. Heavily pregnant. I think Heavily pregnant. Well, yeah, she's been carrying uh, carrying the pregnancy for a while. It looks like a few months, quite far along. But yeah, she hadn't told anyone yet. So yeah, Carla hasn't told anyone, but she tells Marshall Lipton, who we'll remember from the last episode, is an MIT computing professor. I do like a little quote in the episode where when it's revealed that Marshall is the father, Cliff says, Carla made love to a PhD from MIT? And um, Coach says, Hey, look, you guys, if you can't say it in front of me, don't say it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was quite a nice, funny little throwaway. But yeah, it's revealed that Marshall is the uh, father of Carla's baby. Or so we're led to believe. Dun, dun, dun. Because it's revealed about halfway through the episode that he may not actually be the father. They've only spent one, one night together and it was fairly, fairly not recent recent, but fairly recently. More recently than the pregnancy began. Yes. The person who sort of puts two and two together is Diane, who then sort of confronts Carla a little bit about this. Carla's a little bit smug about it. Yeah. She's on the bag lying on the pool table eating pickles. Yes. <laughs> We've all, we've all been there. She's quite smug. She feels that it's a bit deserved, that, that it's kind of her right to have someone to support her. Yeah, because she's been bringing up quite a few children and as a single mother. And it's revealed she's been doing this because her husband Nick left her and she feels that she's unsupported and she feels she's owed someone who's not only kind but is financially able to support the growing number of children that she has. What I found quite interesting is um, that this episode is actually written by uh, Heidi Palmer. Yes, Rhea's sister. And I thought that was quite interesting that she was able to write an episode which was quite personal to her sister's character. Yes. And it doesn't necessarily portray Carl in a good light, but it's quite a human... Yeah, you understand her motivation, at least. You understand that you don't agree with it. I no, I don't but... agree with it, but... Poor Marshall. Poor Marshall. But what I found interesting is that although the cold open at first appears to have nothing to do with the larger plot, what happens in the cold open is that Sam is trying to arrange a date because the date which she had cancels. Because she fell off her shoes. Because she fell off her shoes. And so Sam starts calling up dates and he finds an old flame in his little black book. He tries to call her up, but she's gone to a convent. Instead of Sam giving up there, he then asks for the number of the convent. In a thematic point of view, it doesn't really relate to the overall episode but it is it is interesting how there are different responses to these ex-lovers that Carla had with Nick and that Sam you know takes a very opportunistic view to the news that he wasn't expecting which is now that she's now a nun or is implied to be a nun so I thought that was an interesting parallel between them yeah it's quite a nice parallel and it's it's kind of obviously we don't know why uh, Sam's old flame is in a nunnery. No. Um, but it might be that kind of idea of needing support. 
Yes. Which is quite a, a parallel to Carla's situation, where she's longing for someone who will support her, and kind of a community, I guess. Yeah. Um, and knowing that someone's got her back, which she feels she doesn't have. And it kind of, that's what leads her into sort of coaxing Marshall into being the supportive father that he obviously would be. Oh, he seems like a lovely guy. Yeah, he, he arrives at Cheers with flowers and flowers and two big stuffed toys under his uh, under his arms. arms yeah, <laughs> you forgot the word arms there, John, didn't you? But yeah, he, he looks like he would have been a great great dad. Um, but he was tricked, and yeah. that didn't sit with him. Yeah, it's it's quite a sad episode from that perspective. Um, that Carl is kind of that desperate for support. That it, she goes to quite a sort of length. It's one of her. Uh, lower moments in the series mm. I think and she as the episode goes on she does begin to regret misleading Marshall mm. because Diane tells Carla the story of the Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan mm. Poe Carla do you know the story of the Telltale Heart take a leap Whitey I'm going to tell it to you a young man killed an old man while carrying out the crime he, he could hear his victim's heart Beating in fright. Ba-boom. 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 It's a graphic story, Telltale Heart. And there's a great point where she's telling the story to Carla and she's describing the graphic nature of the plot of the Telltale Heart where someone has committed a murder and they put the body under the floorboards and they think they hear the heartbeat coming from the floorboards. And she says this in front of two customers. And as she gets increasingly more graphic, one of them goes, fine, I had an affair, and storms out, which I thought was a nice touch. It was quite good. It was quite nice to see that effect on those two before it sort of really sank in with Carla. Yeah, exactly. Who then all starts hearing baboom in her head. Baboom. baboom. Even when Diane's not there. What I found interesting was Rhea Perlman was pregnant in real life while the first season was being filmed. Mm. I deduced that she was probably pregnant with Lucy DeVito. So that's a nice touch. Her first acting role. Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. Lucy DeVito starring in Father Knows Last. As the bum. It's also the first appearance of Sam's Little Black Book. That's something that comes up quite a lot down the line. It's kind of a a holy grail amongst Cliff and Norm. Oh yeah, Cliff's Cliff's face when Sam pulls out, he just looks ecstatic. Norm as well, Norm's eager just to type in numbers on a phone. So what did you think about the reoccurring Marshall? I thought it was interesting to have him back. I was was surprised that he reappeared. The first episode he he was in, he was familiar with the uh, term MacGuffin. No. <laughs> I mean, I think so, but you, you explain it to me. It's something which is quite often used in Hitchcock films, mm. and it's usually an object or a location which acts to motivate the plot, mm. but the plot isn't necessarily about it. So, oh, so we set it up. Yeah, like a golden falcon or something like this is this important thing which happens at the start and it motivates the whole film Mm. which is what he was in the previous episode he came in at the start and went I've got a computer it can predict this it's about the uh, Celtics will lose and they were like wow and then he left (laughs) but this time he's back and it's is it screwed up our uh, notable actors and guest stars because we already did all this stuff well I've got some facts about some you've done some further research about guest stars who else is in this? Well, he was in it. Mark King as Marshall Lipton. Mm. Second and final appearance. What I found interesting was Herb Mitchell played Tom, which was the male in the couple. 
Oh, okay. You know, where the, the woman ran out because she had an affair. Yeah. He played Tom in this episode of Cheers. He also appeared in the movie Sam's Son. Samson. His character was Coach Diener. Being in a movie called Samson is notable because the last time we heard of Carla's pregnancy yeah. was in the episode Truce or Consequences, yeah. where Carla told Diane that Gino was Sam's son. We get to hear a bit more about Nick in this episode as well, who I assume is Gino's father. Yes, I assume so. And he's, he wears a, a was it a, a fishnet, fishnet vest. vest that you can see his panther tattoo from. Ah. Uh, was it panther? Yeah. Sounds, sounds, yeah. You just moved my trivia. <laughs> but I, I thought it was interesting to get a bit more insight into uh, Carla's relationship with her... Is it her husband or ex-husband? She, she's not had the easiest life, has Carla. And I think that's one, one of the sort of nicest things about uh, this episode is that there is a sense of community around her, and especially by the end, when mm. we talk about the end, you feel happy for her and she feels it's happy. a moving ending. Mm. Basically, when they learn that Marshall's not the father... And following a conversation in Sam's office, where Carla tells Marshall and Sam tries to get them married and things, despite Marshall not being mm. the father, and Marshall disagrees. After that, Carla's upset somewhere, and Sam and Diane, in order to financially support her and make her feel happier, at least for the time being, go around the bar, going to all the staff and patrons most of the patrons obviously know Carla quite well by this mm. point that a lot cheers has a lot of regulars he goes around asking for donations to fill a pitcher with cash mm. and they give it to Carla and Carla hugs Sam and it's it's lovely and then Diane is probably one of the weirdest things I've seen <laughs> Diane do starts singing you'll never walk alone at the start just by Diane singing but after a while people join in uh as Carla so, walks out of the bar. It's probably it's probably one of the more surreal things which have happened in yeah. the programme. Um, that or Norman Otoga. When you walk through a storm, hold your hand <laughs> and don't be afraid of the dark. Everybody, come on. <laughs> At the end of a storm is a When Diane's doing it alone, you're like, oh, Diane. Diane's crazy. <laughs> then when everyone does it, you're going, maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> maybe everyone's crazy. <laughs> so it's a, quite a surreal moment, but it's actually quite a momentous moment where um, the bar's going to support Carla and they're going to stand by her and there's a real sense of community and she senses that she's being supported by all of her friends, really, which is really nice. It does show community a lot, which, as they pointed out in the cold open, was also an aspect of the convent or mm. could be an aspect of the convent that Sam's all flame went to. So there's a lot about community in this episode and it really shows that Cheers is the bar where everybody knows your name. You got you dropped that one in there. <laughs> How long have you been waiting for to do that? <laughs> oh fifteen weeks. <laughs> oh, is that the door, James? I think I think it was the door. Some tasty trivia. We've but, also got a little uh, little mail. Yeah. Uh just going to open it up here. Frank Berry has said, been really enjoying these, despite having a very thin knowledge of Cheers myself. Good stuff. Thank you, Frank. I, I thought the despite was going to go somewhere else then. Really enjoying these, despite James and John. <laughs> if anyone else would like to get in touch, we'd love to hear from you. Or have you got any facts, trivia, 
or some bar stories of your own. So um, Diane gives a lovely toast to the baby, but um, what does she say? I think I know what it is. Yeah. With Marshall as the father, no. it's sure to have brains. With Carla as the mother, it's sure to need them. You got it. And I thought it was a really nice quote. What is the name of Sam's old flame that entered the convent? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Let's let's go for a standard. It's not a woman's name. A standard name like Jane. <laughs> no, the answer is a uh, Christy Leveroni. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. This is a uh, an episode a lot about babies. In episode five, we met the coach's daughter. Her name was Lisa. But what was Coach's first pick of name? Baby Girl Pantuso. Yeah, you got it. What tattoo does Nick have? A uh, panther. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I said that one earlier on. In this episode, Carla tells us what her most cherished belief is. But what is it? Men are toe jam. How do you know these? <laughs> <laughs> these are so vague as questions. <laughs> what was the toast? You got that one. What was, what's Carla's belief? How do you, is it written down in front of you? Not on this side of the paper. <laughs> Final question. From me. From you, James. How many children does Carla have at the time of this episode? So, non, not including the bump. Not including the bump. How many children did she start with in Give Me a Ring sometime? I thought it was three. It's four. So this is baby baby number five. Yeah. Anthony, Serafina, Gino, and Anne-Marie. It's close to like a Von Trapp kind of thing. That sound only means one thing. It's the final call. I think uh, definitely our uh, our drink of the, the episode is a pitcher of cash. Oh yeah, a pitcher of cash. As you walk up the stairs, a final call as Diane's singing. You'll never walk alone. You'll never walk I'm alone. I'm with us. You'll never walk alone. Because... This is where nobody knows your name. That sounds bad, actually. (laughs) We'd like to know your names. (laughs) 